What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. back welcome to all of our consistent listeners and welcome to the new listeners we're excited to have you and i think shauna is telling our story today right yes sir awesome i'm excited i'm ready are we ready <laughs> i guess i'm the only one who's ready no i'm i'm ready. not even sure i'm ready so here we are <laughs> ready freddy <laughs> ready to go ready ready freddy sure what are we talking about today <laughs> Oh, I think I, I think, think it was a, a missing person. Missing case. person. Yeah. No, I meant <laughs> who? Who? Who are we talking about? The who? I thought this was a true crime podcast. All right, let's talk about the band. No, let's not. Uh, it would not be a say. short conversation. <laughs> Stephen Earl Kraft Jr. Kraft okay. is that with a C or a K? K. So like the like the Kraft, mac and cheese. No way. Stephen Earl Kraft Jr. Any okay. relation? I doubt it. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> I didn't look. <laughs> so I was like, ah, he's same. It's samezies. Let me just see if <laughs> his family has something to do with mac and cheese. I think Bobby would have checked that first before anything yes. else. <laughs> that would have been the first thing Bobby looked up. <laughs> he would have saw the spelling of the last name. I was like, mac and cheese. <laughs> I got to figure this out before we go. <laughs> we get too deep. I guess that's the difference between me and Bobby because I didn't even make the connection until he brought it up. <laughs> I thought of aircraft, but okay. What was his name again? Steven Earlcraft Jr. Looking I'm up. looking this up. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be disappointed. <laughs> I also think he's going to be disappointed. There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing about it. Oh, well. I'm sorry, Bobby. Steven Earlcraft Jr. Yes. Stephen Earl Craft Jr. Stephen was born January 1st, 1989. He lived in the 2100 block on Holly Drive in Benton Harbor, Michigan. The early millennial. Stephen was a good, quiet student with very few friends. He was just coming off a week suspension for de- defending himself against another student, which was the first time he had ever been in trouble at school. He lived on a dead-end street with hardly any through traffic. He knew all of the neighbors and the area well. It was the type of neighborhood where the children were always outside playing or at each other's houses. So, like, the ideal place to grow up. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. On February 15th, 2001, when Stephen was 12 years old, he told his mom he was going out and that he would be back by dinner. Stephen's mom made dinner and sat down to eat it when she realized Stephen wasn't home yet. She waited a few hours and still no Stephen. So in the morning, she reported him missing. She waited till in the morning and he's 12? Yeah. Okay. What? Did he say where he was walking to? Wait, did I miss where he was walking to? No. Oh, okay. So he left, said he would be back by dinner. And he never showed up. She ate dinner. Yep. 
and then waited till morning to call the cops? Exactly. Okay. She reported that he left the house around 7 to 8 p.m. and was wearing a blue-green Charlotte, Charlotte's Hornets basketball team jacket. And then, Wait a second. This was at what time of year? Well, winter. Well, I, it was winter. It was February 15th. It's the day after Valentine's Day, so it was cold. Okay, and it gets dark incredibly, incredibly early. And if he was going to be back by dinner time, if it's already... Eight or do you say seven, seven or, or eight? PM. What what time do they eat dinner? That was my question is wait a minute. He's leaving at seven or eight, but he'll be back by dinner. That's so weird. It yeah. it is really weird. It's a really strange thing. Okay. So he's he's wearing the the jacket, which is like blue green basketball team, uh tan and white striped shirt. Tan parachute pants and black boots. Some parachute pants. I remember parachute pants. Right. MC Hammer style. She told the police he was going to a friend's house nearby, but she didn't know what friend. Okay. Other reports said that he was just walking their two dogs, which were German Shepherds. And some even said that he was just playing with the two, his, the two dogs outside in his backyard. So there's three possible things that could have been happening. Right. So all three of these things were separately reported that he was doing? Yes, and all three things he was doing with two German shepherds. Okay. So everybody is claiming... He had their two German... two dogs. He had the two dogs. Which I feel like would make it hard for anybody to get near him with two German shepherds. That's like the ultimate guard dog, but okay. The chances of Stephen making it through the night was slim without shelter of some sort. It was below freezing outside with fresh snow on the ground, and it had sta- it had even stayed cold for, like, f- few days and nights after this. I mean, it's in Michigan. Right. He also wasn't wearing a hat or gloves. The police thought he could be a runaway case because he did have relatives that lived close by, but still did an investigation anyway. They followed footprints a little ways past a frozen pond that wasn't far from his house. Okay. With dogs, like with actual, like, sniffing dogs. But they lost his scent just little bit afterwards. A few days later, one of his dogs came home, so the dogs were also missing at this point. So no Steven, no dogs. Until a couple days later, one shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, a few days later, just one dog comes back. Uh... The other dog ends up actually coming back just a couple days after that, but so, still no Steven. So now both dogs are back. Both dogs are back, but Steven's not. So this is around four days after yeah, the like, disappearance. Yeah. Both dogs are home. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that's a situation where something happened to him and they waited with him and mm-hmm. one of them was like, I'm going to go get help and came back home and the other one waited. And then eventually the other one was like, all right, I guess I'm going back home too. Right. I mean, it very well could be. It was cold. He could have slipped, fallen. Who knows? The police searched with boats in the air around Blue Creek, the pond, the harbor, and all of the wooded areas nearby. There was no evidence of Stephen anywhere. The, his family home was torn down in 2005. 
and his parents moved to Haggard Township, Michigan, a few towns away where Stephen, from where he went missing. And this case is still an open investigation. The police even opened a tip line just for Stephen's case. Okay, so wait a minute. He went missing in Mm -hmm. 2001. Yep. And then in 2005, just four years, his parents moved out of the the town completely. I don't, it, it said that the, their ha- his family home was just torn down. Okay, it doesn't but like, still, you... Well, they would have had to have got, like, sold the house. I mean, I yeah, like. or it was condemned. But either way, you would think they would stay in that town. Right? I mean... Not move towns away. Who knows? They... <sighs> it's and all also, if your guys' si- situation was a thing, like, something that could happen, you would think that the dog would have taken them back to where he was. Yeah, they would have tried, like, dragging him somewhere. But, I mean, he was right. freezing. He could have been frozen. Do you really think two dogs are going to be able to drag I mean, a frozen dog? No, no, no. no I'm saying, like, the dogs would have uh, went back, back to him. Like, once they came to the yeah. house, they oh, would have went on, back. Like, like, hey, lassie. Timmy's in the well. Yeah. Like a lassie situation. back over there. My thing is... Two like it kind of almost feels like it has to be an accident of some sort because who's gonna fuck with a kid with two giant German shepherds? The exception being if it's someone that they know, unless they knew them, because I'm not that. There's a reason yeah, there's, why police officers use German shepherds. They're there is no super way super fucking smart, and they're protect you till the end i would never approach a person that was walking a german shepherd let alone a little boy walking two of them i work in a vet clinic man when german shepherds come in there that's like the number one dog you're like okay i'm gonna take it away from its owner to do anything you have to do to it away from its owner because it will try to kill you I'm not even lying. There is a German Shepherd that comes into our clinic that it specifically has an alert on its account that it hates me personally. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) It hates me personally. I'm not mad about it because that means I don't have to mess with it. But at the same time, it was perfectly fine until I walked by and then it lunged and tried to rip my face off. And so they were like, yeah, no, Sarah. (laughs) So, uh... I would not approach unless I knew this kid. Right. No way. A German so shepherd would just let the shit happen. So what you're saying is it was a neighbor? Well, okay. Possibly. So for uh, what I'm saying is either he got hurt somehow. Right. And was in the elements. And because she didn't send out a search party in time, he passed away because of the elements. Right. Or, yeah, somebody who if somebody took him. They knew the dogs. Right. Okay, so hold on a second. Is that it? That's everything? That's That's it. it. That's all of the information I have on this case. And it's sad that that's all there is. And there was never a body found of him, like, anywhere. And did they send out, like, an actual search and rescue party? Yeah, they they said they did. They they searched the water and they they searched by air. Yeah. But usually I will tell you, like... 
organized search parties or whatever where it's organized by police don't last very long because they don't have the money for that kind of resource. I know. A lot of times it's, it's volunteer. Like, it's like three days that the police are involved. And no Maybe information anywhere they, said that the neighbors went to help look for him or the parents even went to fucking look for him. That was my thing is like, are the parents still out looking for him? I, I have no idea. I don't know. Everything sounds so fishy, non nonchalant, just yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to let my 12 year old walk to a friend's house that you don't know what friend. And that I was he's just thinking about in it. the middle of February that he at has seven or eight o'clock at, at night at seven or eight o'clock at night when it's already dark. He's not really dressed for the elements yeah, to he's go wearing walking a jacket. alone. He's not even I mean, wearing he had a coat. Two dogs, but uh, yeah, the, it seems the way fishy. that the way that his like clothes maybe sounded, it was like a bomber even, jacket. Maybe that's not even the real story. Like that's how fishy it sounds to me. Like I, I completely agree with you, but yeah. all of the research pulled up this little information on it. But we're gonna not accuse anyone because that's not who we are as people. But to me, it seems a little fishy. Agreed. Especially if, I'm sorry, if my 12-year-old was still missing past the time he said he was going to be home, uh, you best believe everybody in my motherfucking neighborhood would see my face. Yeah, I would be going to I would be houses, especially streets, since streets over. Yes, like, especially since you supposedly all of the neighbors know each other. Why wouldn't you just be knocking on Gary or Susan's doors? I would be knocking on doors every day for the rest of my life to find my kid but again we don't know the situation we yeah we don't know i just think it's very strange that you wouldn't even call the police till the next day like i get it a lot of people have that mentality that you have to wait 24 hours but let the motherfucking police tell you that at least be that parent that's like i tried to file a missing persons report five minutes after they went missing Right. The police didn't take me seriously. Yeah. And I would like to say that one of the articles that I read on this case with just as little information as I have was NBC News. So it was... It's just weird because... It was a public case. Yeah, well, most parents with missing children try... Like, their goal is to make it national news. Like, they want to be on CNN freaking hate to say this but dr phil like nancy grace they want their story to be heard all over the world yeah as much exposure as they can possibly get get a picture of your kid in front of as many pairs of eyes as you started out using milk cartons because that was like the fastest way to get it nationwide yeah i don't know this just seems weird but I'm not them, so no judgments. We're just theorizing here. I'm super confused. Back to it. Oh, there's more. Yeah. Okay. Well, kinda. The police. So, like I said, they opened a tip line specific to Stephen's case. Right. So, if you have any information on Stephen Earlcraft Jr., who would be 32 as of 2022. Please call Benton Township Police Department at 269 926 82 
1-800-273-8821 and listen for Stephen's extension. Or you can call Crime Stoppers at 574-288-7867. Any more theories? There's really not yeah. a whole lot to theorize with no, on this. I mean, there's like little to no real information like that. Yeah. But I mean, it is it's still good for podcasts and things to tell stories like this because maybe somebody out there from 2001 saw this little kid in that neighborhood somewhere. And they could potentially give a tip. And police are still actually getting, they were frequently getting tips on Steven. And like they said, they tagged him as a runaway. I feel like if he was going to run away, he would have kept the dogs. Yeah. He wouldn't have let them go back home. Yeah, the fact and the fact that they would have just made it home on their own yeah. at random doesn't make sense. Yeah, that and if he was a runaway it... because he had nearby family members, did they check any of the family members' houses? Did they ask any of the rest of the I'm family? I'm sure they probably because... asked, but without any probable cause, they weren't allowed to go inside without permission. So who the fuck knows? He could have ran away. I don't know. This is a, a weird one. I don't know either, but he definitely deserves a story to be told. Absolutely. Well, if you have a case you'd like to suggest or you would like to hear on the show, you can send that over to missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. Um, and you can see a picture of Stephen on our Instagram at missingmurderedhaunted. And uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook, too. You can find us there at Missing Murdered Haunted Podcast. Anyone have anything else they'd like to add? Nope. No. No. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.